0: Welcome to the Living to Thrive with Cancer podcast, a podcast about the big and little issues that come with living with cancer. I'm Katherine White, a stage four colon cancer thriver passionate about supporting others who have faced a cancer diagnosis and are looking to feel empowered in taking back control of their health and happiness. My own health scare helped me to learn more about myself and how to live with cancer, and it led me to become a cancer support coach so I can help others through the ins and outs, the ups and downs, and all the crazy things that come with life with cancer. So let's get started. Hello, friends and listeners, and welcome to episode 1.20. In today's episode, I am talking about the concept of accepting your cancer diagnosis while not allowing yourself to get caught up in the numbers game. This is the second episode in a 13 episode series around what you can do and what people who find themselves living in an exceptional way do to support their health and healing. We are going to take a look at what it looks like and means to accept a cancer diagnosis and also how a prognosis, those numbers or statistics that you may have been given, can limit your self-belief. Before we get started, I would like to share with you that this series around ways to live with cancer in an exceptional way is designed to give you options and ideas to consider. You don't have to do or be all of the concepts that I'm going to be discussing. Even just embracing a few of these qualities can make a difference. When I was in the early months and years of my healing process, I unknowingly brought a number of these qualities into my life. I truly believe that they played a large role in me being here today, eight years out from my original symptoms and going strong. Recently, in a conversation with my oncologist, we were discussing how I am no evidence of disease. He even went so far as to project forward to when, not if, but when I get to 10 years, that we will create a new plan for monitoring me. This is so exciting. I love that he is forward thinking to 10 years. But what I really want to share is this. I've told my oncologist what I'm doing that I am a cancer support coach and that I also am doing work to care for my health and for myself now I completely recognize that his focus is on the medical side of the house and I appreciate that aspect of him and his work but and this is the great part that I want to share it is so relevant to this exceptional patient series see He said to me, whatever you are doing, just keep doing it. I'm just going to say that again because it just gives me goosebumps every time I hear it. My oncologist said to me, whatever you are doing, just keep doing it. I am choosing to hear that as a keep doing all of the non-medical things that I'm doing. Keep working on healthy eating, mindfulness, movement, joy, dealing with this traumatic life event, and growing as a person. Friends, this is huge for me. It is, again in my mind, an acknowledgement that all of the practices and habits that I've created for myself over the last eight years are working. They are working. And as a cancer support coach, I share these practices with my clients, and I want to give you, my listeners, some insight into what I've been doing and what you can do too. Being no evidence of disease, NED, isn't by luck. It's been work to get here. It's been a crap ton of work to get here, but it's been good work. And I want to offer that this is work that you can do too. You don't have to leave the hope of getting to Ned to fate. You need to take an active role in getting the results you want. And I believe you need to start now, not wait. Wherever you are in your process, you need to start now because results come from action. And I am calling you to take action because I know you can do this. All right. So that's my personal piece for today. So let's get started into the content. So again, just to recap, we're talking about being exceptional cancer patients. And exceptional in this case refers to people who have outlived their prognosis, otherwise known as the statistics or the numbers. They are people who in the face of adversity, in this case, our cancer diagnosis, have made changes, whether you knew it or not and that are thought to have supported their healing process through these changes. This includes looking at the concept of the diagnosis and the prognosis, which is what I wanna talk about today. So we're gonna start with the diagnosis. Let's start with the concept of accepting your diagnosis. Now you might think this sounds a bit crazy, but knowing you have a diagnosis and accepting it as a part of your life are not necessarily the same thing. I'm going to say that again. Knowing you have a diagnosis and accepting it as a part of your life are not necessarily the same thing. Accepting your diagnosis is going to help you to create a space where your body and your mind work together. What I mean is when you tell your brain that you have cancer, and you don't try to fight that thought, you don't deny that thought, your brain can accept that idea and start to mobilize your inner resources into action. Now let me explain what I mean here. I believe, and you've heard this from me before, I believe that your body hears everything you tell it. If you speak to it kindly, your body is going to respond with ease or calm. And this is because your brain hears the good words or thoughts that you're saying to yourself And it doesn't respond by going into fight or flight. Instead, it feels you're calm. And so it is calm. And this keeps your cortisol, that stress hormone, that fight or flight hormone down, which in turn positively impacts your body. So it doesn't create inflammation as a stress response. And we know that cancer is an inflammatory disease. So we want to keep inflammation down, which means we need to be keeping stress down. So we have to tell our brain that we get where we are and we're going to accept it. Your body is also having a response to what's happening. You have cancer. Your body naturally wants to heal itself. I hope you know that. Your body naturally wants to heal itself. It wants to call in all of the resources that your body is physically designed to do to make things better. And this is hard if you're telling your brain one message, like not accepting your diagnosis, but your body is getting another message from what it's actually physically happening inside of it. So you need to get your brain and your body on the same page, the supporting your healing page, and that's going to allow them to both assist in the healing process, which is where you want to be because that healing process, those steps is the path To the goal of wanting to be and getting to know evidence of disease. The other piece to this is when you accept your diagnosis you can move through that emotional roller coaster that comes along with all of this. Feeling all of the feelings not denying them is so important for your brain and your body It's allowing you to go through the emotions to get to the place where you can start to look inside for the tools and resources that you already have in you. Creating a physical and emotional space in yourself that feels the feelings, all of them, anger, rage, frustration, overwhelm, joy, confusion, all of those feelings. Creating that physical and emotional space where you feel the feelings, and allowing yourself to be able to move through that healing process by feeling those feelings, by showing you that you already have all of these tools inside of you, but you have to do that work. You have to accept what's happening so that your body and your brain are in alignment with each other. And this is going to help you to navigate your new reality. And that's why I call it living with cancer. It is a part of your life narrative now, but it doesn't have to be your identity. This is another thing I want to say again. You are not cancer. Cancer is something that is happening in your body. It is not your identity. You don't have to like it, but getting your brain and your body on the same page, that page of I can support myself is going to be so helpful for you. And this leads me into the part of the cancer process that I personally don't find very helpful, and that's the numbers, also known as the prognosis. Now, maybe your oncologist or your doctor has the responsibility to tell you what the numbers are. I don't know because my story is a little bit different, and I'm going to share that with you. But that prognosis is something that is typically, typically given to someone as they're being told that they have cancer. So... I am going to guess that your goal is to heal and to get to know evidence of disease, that makes complete sense. So for me, and maybe you feel this way too, having someone tell you that you are now a statistic and that your quote, chances of survival are whatever percentage they give you, is assigning you limitations. Now maybe you've taken your statistics, you've got them, and you've flipped them around. To see them in a more positive light, like instead of 30% of not, it's 70% of. But I don't know, from having worked with many clients, I hope that that's happening for you, but from working with many clients, those numbers, that prognosis can be soul crushing. It can create hopelessness and fear and anxiety and self-doubt. And that is not what you need right now. You need to be harnessing every ounce of belief in yourself and your ability to navigate this. So here's just a little example of two scenarios. Before we met my oncologist for the first time, we had friends share from their personal experience that when they were told the statistics of survivability, it felt like they were taken out at the knees, that they were being given this idea of maybe you'll be okay, but maybe you won't. And I get that this is reality and we don't want to bury our heads in the sand completely, but come on, like really, you're a human being going through a very human experience. This is the moment, the biggest moment, the most critical moment in your life when you need hope and the belief that you can do this. So knowing that that was a part of the process, by the way, you have cancer, here's the type of cancer, here's the stage of the cancer, and here's your survivability numbers. We told our oncologist straight up that we didn't want to hear the prognosis. He got as far as telling us it was stage four colon cancer, and then once we had finished sitting in stunned silence, we moved into the plan for treatment. We didn't get the numbers. We told him straight up, I will not accept other people's numbers. And to this day, I have no idea what my numbers were. And I believe that this was a huge part of my ability to get up every day and keep moving forward. In my mind, I had no limitations and was just going to do my best with the support, medical and non-medical, that I was getting. I was going to get up every day with a 100% chance of doing this, and nobody was going to tell me that I couldn't do it. Now, I know things got hard, and there were days where I felt, you know, really crappy and that maybe this, you know, 100% kind of wavered in my mind a little bit, but I didn't let it sit there. I didn't let myself sit in the concept that numbers were going to determine my fate. So rejecting the prognosis can create a strong sense of self-determination, belief, and hope. And isn't that what you want? Don't you want to to feel that you can do this, to believe that you can do this and to hope that your outcome is going to be the best possible outcome. It breaks my heart when my clients tell me how afraid they are of their numbers. The numbers sit in the front of their mind and interrupt their self-belief and create so much fear and stress and we don't want, as people living with cancer, we don't want to be living in fear and stress. The whole thing is freaking scary. We know that and we know it's stressful. But what we don't need is extra baggage to remind us we need to be sitting in self-belief. So with my clients, we do a lot of coaching to break the belief that the numbers are going to decide their fate. We coach around creating a belief that yes, there are statistics but those are other people's numbers. That's the data from how other people did. But I wanna offer that there are also outliers, people who live longer and do better than the statistics. And there are a lot of people out there, myself included. So would you rather sit in fear or possibility? Do you wanna have self-belief Or do you want to allow somebody else to tell you how this is going to go? Do you want to get up every day believing that there's a 100% chance that you can do this to the best of your ability? Or do you just want to get up every day thinking that somebody else's numbers are your fate? I want you to believe with all your heart that you can do things Bring in practices, change your mindset, do whatever it takes to truly believe that you can support yourself and aim for no evidence of disease. Does this take work? Of course it does. But this is the most important work that you are ever going to do. And it can start by accepting your diagnosis and deciding to not live by the numbers, but instead live with hope and belief. You get to decide, not numbers, not somebody else. You get to decide. Cancer is a personal experience that doesn't have to be done alone. Cancer support coaching is what you need if you are looking for support and whole health approaches to living with cancer, approaches that bridge the gap between your everyday life and the medical world. Together, we can help you discover how you can create your own version of living to thrive with cancer. You can find me at www.katherinewhite.coach. I would be so happy to get on a call with you to talk about cancer support coaching. Thank you so much for being here today. I hope you have a beautiful rest of the day, and may you live your life to your fullest, follow your heart, and thrive in all you do.